Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Uh, praise God for the cool weather, right? Amen for that. Uh, going from triple digits to, I don't even know what the degrees are now, what the temperature is now, but it felt so good. And man, God is just so good for blessing us. Uh, we need to continue to pray for uh, the mesquite fire that's happening in Taylor County. And uh, uh, been fighting that fire for the last several days and in the heat. And then they are blessed with this nice cool weather. And, but we still, we need moisture. We need rain. And so let's uh, pray for rain uh, in our area, uh, especially here in Ta- there in Taylor uh, County. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 12 today. We're going to be reading out of Hebrews chapter 12, and we're in a new series called The Game, being in the game, and how, uh, biblically speaking, uh, Paul talks about we're in a race, right? And, and we think of race, we think of running. Woo. We think of ran, running. And so Hebrews chapter 12, and so I did something that was pretty crazy. I started running, and uh, I was at work at the station Friday, and, and uh, uh, there's one of my good friends that I work with. Every, every day that I'm at the station, every time I'm at the station, he always said, you're going to work out today. You're going to work out today. And I always have some kind of excuse. I don't, I don't practice on game day, you know. I, that's my excuse. I don't practice on game day. The day that I'm on duty, that's game day. I have to be ready, right? I have to be ready for an emergency, and so I don't practice on game day. Or, oh, I forgot my tennis shoes, you know. you got to have the right equipment, right? We talked about uh, the armor of God and how we need to step out uh, with the right equipment, and, and uh, I always use that as an excuse. Ah, I just don't have my running shoes on. I just don't. Don't, don't have my workout clothes, or, or maybe I'm just tired, and I was just like, man, I'm just tired today. I always have some kind of excuse, and I tried, and, and I, I do. I'll start off in the morning like, yes, you know what? I'm going to work out today, and then it's just too hot. It's just too hot. So Friday, he asked me again, and to his surprise, I said, you know what? I, I'm going to work out today. You know, I've been talking about uh, running the race and, and talked about how we are called to run this race. I said, you know what? I'm not going to run, but I'm going to start off walking, okay? And so he's like, really? I was like, yeah. Yeah, he was excited. And so I got on my, my clothes and I looked at that treadmill. That treadmill looked at me. I looked at the treadmill again. It looked at me. And then I saw how hot it was. I was like, why am I doing this at lunchtime? I said, no, but you know what? I'm going to do it. So I got on the treadmill and just started walking, started feeling good. Two minutes into the walk, I was already sweating. God, what am I doing on this thing? You know, it's just tired. I'm just, you know, and my partner, he's over there doing his workout. You know, he doesn't even ask me to do his workout. He just wants me to work out with him, right? Right. 
And so he comes and gives me some water, and I'm all right, thank you, you know. He says, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. But I was like, man, what was I thinking? Had the timer set for 30 minutes. <laughs> two minutes only passed by. That's only 120 seconds. Two minutes, long as two minutes. Just going and going. Then we had some music playing, some Christian music, and it got me pumped up. And, you know, I could do this and started going. Next thing you know, 30 minutes passed, and I finished walking the treadmill. And then I got up. I said, you know what? That makes me feel good. I'm, I'm going to do the bike. Did the exercise bike. And just it's one of those that has the arms and, and that. And I did it for 15 minutes nonstop. And it was kind of a good pace. Got out. I was like, man, I feel good. I feel like I accomplished something, right? And I said, you know what? I'm going to do the, the treadmill again. But before I did that, I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some of my, 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 my friend's workout. He was lifting weights and doing these crunches. And, and there's this wheel with handles. And you get on your knees and you roll back and forth. And I was sitting there drinking some water. And I said, I was counting how many he was doing. He was just doing 10. 10. I said, I could do that. I could do that. I said, is that all you're doing is 10? He's like, yeah, that's all I do. That. I said, I could do that. So you want to go for it? Yeah, 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 there. One, hey, that was two, two, that was all right. Three, uh, I got it. Four, I'm like, I'm already struggling. He can see it on my face. I'm all shaking like this. My stomach is all hurting. And he's, he's like, come on, man, you could do it. You could do it. You could. He was encouraging me. He says, come on, just three more, three more, two more, one more. Next thing you know, I did ten. I said, oh, that hurt. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I didn't know I had muscles right here. And I just, just. And then he did this other thing with the weights. He was working his, his stomach, his abdomens. He was, his abs. I don't have abs. I said, you know what? I could do that too. But I, just, I didn't know how much weight he had. And so I, he said, you want to do this? I said, yeah, I'll do it. Go in there, and I get on my knees, and he has these weights. And I'm like, man, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. I was doing the crunches, and he was counting. So I said, come on, man, you can do it. Got eight more, seven more, six more. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Oh, I know you're feeling that pain, but you can do it. Yes, yes. I did 10. I was like, oh, man, I was hurting. He said, you want to go another round? You want to do another set? Yeah, I could, I could do another set, you know. He was just like, man, you're doing really good, Richard. He was just encouraging me. He says, man, that's good. I'm just so happy for you. You know, let's, let's do it again. Let's, we, all right, we'll get it. We did the same thing, and he was there encouraging me. And, and I could see in his eyes that he wanted to do some other stuff. I said, I don't know. You know no telling what he's going to have me doing. I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to the treadmill because I could do that. I could walk. And I walked for another, 12 mi- uh, another 30 minutes, and that's why I'm sore. I was tired. I was like a zombie. I was, and then, of course, we were up all night, and all this has a point. I promise you that. But we're talking about running the race. We talked about last week to, 
to run our race in a winning manner, that we must be willing to train ourselves. Remember that discipline, we have to discipline ourselves each day intentionally and to bring our bodies under the control through self-discipline, obedience to the Holy Spirit, because that is our helper, that is our encourager. Kind of like my friend was encouraging me to do the right thing because he knew that I needed to exercise. See, it started way before I even realized it. See, my friend had always heard me talk about I want to take care of my body. I want to start getting fit and, and live a long life with my, for my kids and with my kids. And not knowing that he was there leading me, encouraging me, hey, man, let's work out. He was willing to walk with me. And then it wasn't until I just surrendered, and I really don't know what happened. I don't know why I woke up that day feeling, hey, I could work out today. No. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you've been inviting to go to church and and they always say, no, not this Sunday. No, not this Wednesday. No, I don't want to go to church. And sometimes you may get discouraged and say, you know what, I'm not going to ask them anymore. I'm just going to lay back, stay back and not ask anymore. I encourage you, keep asking. Keep working. Because eventually the the Holy Spirit is going to have a, a breakthrough. And that person is going to say, you know what? I will go to church. I will see what's happening. And so we talked about last week how it's a discipline. We have to train ourselves to be able to finish the race. And the writer of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 this is what it is what it says it says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray. Father God, we, we just thank you and love you, Father. We thank you for the mighty works that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the mighty works that you're doing here at the church and the enemy does not like what is happening. And so, Father, I just pray that we would just keep our focus on what really matters. And that's Jesus. Father, forgive me where I've sinned. Father, forgive us. And Father, I pray that you would just continue to lead us and protect us. Father, I pray that this message will speak to us in a way that 
not only does it challenges us, but, but also encourages us. Encourages us to finish the race. And Father, that when we finish the race, that you are pleased with us. Father, we love you, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. So running the race, the race that God has set before us and before you. Many distractions gets in the way of us finishing that race, gets in the way where we just want to stop, we just want to give up. The weariness of life will tempt us to give up. Why am I doing this? I just might as well give up. Things are just not working out or things, just something, some, whatever it may be. Let's be honest. We've all been there. Maybe some of us are in there now. We just want to give up. Yet, I want to encourage you, encourage me, that we cannot give up. We have to keep our eyes on what matters, and that is Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus rather than our circumstances. While we celebrate his victory, because we know. We know the end of the the story, we know. How it ends. And so we should celebrate knowing that what is. What lay ahead of us, what is there for us to receive if we just focus on the things that matter, and that is Jesus. See, the author of the Hebrews uses the, the sports analogy of, of running. And we all know that as believers, we are called to run a race. And to live, that race is to live for Jesus faithfully. The opening scene here portrays as being surrounded Right? He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. This doesn't mean that that everybody in heaven is just floating around over us and just watching us. No. It means that we have heroes of faith that have gone before us that we look towards as example as as encouragement in chapter 11 is the the heroes of faith and i encourage you to go back and read uh, hebrews 11 it's a long chain of testimonies of what faith can do they're testimonies of what faith can do and the author says therefore since we have round, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight.
Has there ever been someone in your life that you just look up to? And you may be going through something. You may be going through a hard relationship. You may be going through some finances. You may be dealing with uh, depression or you may be dealing with anxiety or you may be, whatever it is that you may be dealing with. And you're sharing that with somebody and they says, man, I've been through that. I know exactly how you feel. Let me tell you what I've done. And let me tell you what Jesus did. He delivered me from that time that I was dealing with depression. And he did a work in me. And let me tell you something. If you keep your focus on Jesus, he will do the same in you. And that just encourages you. You know what? I can finish this race. I can (laughs) Somehow it just gives you that strength. Kind of like my friend. I didn't think I was going to be able to do those those crunches with that will, but he was encouraging me, you can do this. And my friend is a bodybuilder. He's got muscles and he's, he's fit, but he wasn't always like that. See, he knows the experience. He knows what I'm going through because he went through that. And he knows what it takes to, to get me through that mission. And all I wanted to do was just quit. He says, no, keep going. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Look at these heroes of faith and look at what faith can do. It did it in these people and it could do it. He could do it in your life. Because they know. They know what we are going through. They know what you are going through. See, we are supposed to run the race that is marked for us, that is marked for you. My race may look a little bit different than your race, but it all comes down to Jesus, that we keep our focus on Jesus, and that every follower of Jesus has their race that has been set before you. And we have to run. To run the race that God calls us to, the scriptures directs us to do several things. First, scripture says that we are to lay aside everything that would hinder us from effectively running our race. The Greek word for hinders means that which serves to hinder, to prevent someone from doing something. That which serves to prevent someone from doing something. See, when running a race, runners do not want extra things attached to them, right? That could weigh them down. You don't see runners running in a suit, right? You don't see runners uh, running with backpacks, on their backs and luggage in their hands, right? Because that weighs them down and it prevents them from running their best. You see it, especially in the Olympic sprinters. They strip off their, their warm-ups, their gear, because it eliminates that extra weight and that wind resistance a lot of runners even go as far as shaving their legs and all the hair on their body so it won't 
that resistance. See, anything in our lives that might trip us spiritually and prevent us from running the race well could hinder us. So let me ask you this. What is it in your life that is hindering you to do your best? What is it in your life that is hindering you from doing your best? Not necessarily sin. It doesn't have to be really a sin. It could be Maybe just you feel like maybe you're not smart enough and so you don't speak as much. Maybe you feel like you're just not educated enough. And so that's why you feel like you don't say much. And then that causes you not to share the gospel as much as you need to. Maybe it's something that you just feel like you don't belong. I don't belong in this certain group, or I don't belong in this certain place, or I don't belong in this certain church, or I don't belong in this, whatever it is. And But for some reason, God keeps calling you to be part of this group or this church or this whatever it may be. But I just don't belong. Maybe you just feel like you're just not worthy enough. Maybe you feel like you don't even belong. You feel like you don't even belong in the family of God. Maybe your insecurities about yourself that is hindering you from moving forward. What is it that is getting in the way? For you to move forward. Maybe it's just commitment. Maybe you're scared of commitment. Whatever it is, what is it that, that hinders you from running the race? What is it is hindering you from doing your best? Then second, the author addresses personal sin issues. He says, let us lay aside every weight. Okay, so what is it that is the weight that is hindering you from doing your best? Then he goes on and says. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And the sin. Now let's talk about sin. Some version says entangle. Sin that so easily entangles us. Sin hampers us from moving forward in our race for God. We need to put off the sin in our lives. So my second question is, what sin 
in your life that you're struggling with that God just wants you to let go and allow him to work. Pride, anger, what is it? If we are not careful, we think we're running the race and we think that life is going good and everything's going smoothly. But you know deep down inside, you know in the back of your mind there's this particular sin that you're struggling with. But you know what? It's okay because I'm running the race good, right? At least that's that's what people see. Right? I'm running the race really good. There's no problem here. Oh, but you got this sin back here. And you're running. Next thing you know, you're tripping. You're falling. You're stumbling. You're, you're on your way falling down. There's a, a video here that I want to share of a race of a runner that gets entangled. So this guy is in first place, and something flies in the air. He starts getting tangled up. He was wondering, what in the world happened? I was in the lead, and then just out of nowhere, this thing just flies and slaps him across the neck, and he gets tangled up. He goes from first to getting second. So what happened was, there was a javelin thrower that was practicing, and I guess they have these practice. They have these practice javelins. <laughs> I guess the javelin thrower threw it in the wrong direction. <laughs> Whoops! Next thing you know, this guy is all getting tangled up. This 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 javelin just came out of nowhere <laughs> and just gets him in the side of his neck and wraps him up and he's running and he's trying and he's almost at the finish line and he's trying to take it untangle himself and next thing you know he gets down to his feet and it starts slowing him down and then he's not getting first and all this time he's wondering what happened if we're not careful with our sin. We'll get tangled up. Next thing you know, we're losing. We're losing. Then you start wondering, how did I get here? How did I get here? And he tells us that that's why. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. And he says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance, run with perseverance. Right? We have to continue because why? Because life can beat us down. Life can be brutal at times. In the hardships, in the pains, in the challenges of life. But we must not give up. I must not give up. Oftentimes we grow weary and we grow tired and we just want to throw in the towel and we just want to quit. 
But the writer of Hebrews encourages us to not to quit, but to keep running. In Hebrews 10, verse 36, it says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And we know that God keeps his promises. There's a reward for us. Patiently enduring the tough times is is essential, essential, I can't even speak now, you know what I mean. To lay hold of the promises of God, it's important for us to hold on to those things. Everything that you're going through, everything and anything that you're struggling with, the answer is in here, church. The answer is here. This is our encourager. We're not here by ourselves. We're not here on the treadmill by ourselves. We're not here in the gym working out with weights by ourselves. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and he's working, and he's changing us. All we have to do is just listen. We have to keep our eyes on the one who is important in this whole thing. That is Jesus Because he is the source. He is the perfecter of our faith. It comes back to Jesus. Why? Because it started with Jesus. Every single one of us has a testimony. Why? Because we all have had an encounter with Christ. With Jesus. Keep our eyes, and he will get us through. He will get you through that journey. Have you ever felt like you wanted to quit? Have you ever felt like you wanted to just give up? And then somehow God brings somebody to encourage you. God brings somebody alongside you and keeps you going and enables you to go farther than you have gone before. And you got through that situation. See, when this happens, it shifts the focus. When we have people coming and speaking life into us and encouraging us and it starts getting you to focus on, you know what? Yes, you're right. I can do this. Man, you've gone through this. I can get through this. If you can get through this, I can get through this. Right? And it just encourages you to continue. Then the next thing you know, you're moving. You're moving. No matter what that situation is, I got this. Why? Because God has sent encouragers in my way, in my life, to encourage me, to lift me up, to help me when I felt like giving up. And then all of a sudden, you have your second wind, right? You have your second wind, and you're just second boost of energy, and you could just continue and moving on and see if we keep our attention on him, 
Jesus will enable us, will enable you, me, to persevere through and help us to reach our destiny. See, if you haven't got it yet, in order, in order for us to continue to move forward and to be strengthened, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Not on these self-help books, not on these podcasts, not counselors, not therapists, not these... Those are good, don't get me wrong. But if it's not Jesus that's in the center, we're missing the target. And we're going to start doing things on our own. And see, why? Why do we keep our eyes on Jesus? Because he's the one that conquered it all, right? He's the one that he's already won his race. And so because he won his race, he finished his race, it enables us to win our race. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I have that up. Oh, death, where is your sting, O Hades? Where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us, who gives Pam, who gives Gary, who gives Becky, who gives Ellie, who gives Ari, who gives Cody, the strength, who gives you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Focusing on God. Why? Because we are not fighting for victory. If you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are, whoo, you are not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. The victory is already ours. Right? We don't have to live in a, a life of sin. You don't have to be struggling day in and day out and always questioning. All he asks us is to focus on Jesus. Focusing on God and not on our circumstances. Focusing on God. That's why in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he says that we walk by faith and not by sight. As we run our race, we must not be looking around at other things and becoming distracted. We live in this stinking world, and I hate this world. So many distractions, so many pain, and so much hurt, so much suffering. Amen. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to be distracted from running our race. There was a video that I watched, and it was a social experiment. This guy hung a, a $100 bill from a low-hanging branch on a tree, and it was on a sidewalk. And he was going to let... Whoever sees that hundred bill and grabs it, he was going to let them have it. I wanted to do that here but in Sweetwater, but I didn't have a hundred dollar bill. 
But you know how many people walked right past it because they weren't looking up. They were looking down. And this is the sad part. And we see this in today's time. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. What do you think they were looking at? Their phones. Sad. But it's so true. The enemy just wants us to be distracted. Whatever it may be. Maybe you're chasing after wealth. Maybe you're just chasing after the big house or the nice cars or man i don't know whatever it is that you're chasing but it's if it's not chasing after jesus you're wrong and you're missing out on the prize you're missing out on the goodness of god you're missing out on the experience of god and when we are here just looking at our stuff and looking at what we're missing it we have to be able to look up to be able to finish the race Let's not, become, let's not become distracted. We have a mission. And that mission that God has, it involves us. As Gary comes up. I pray that this message will will let you see a few things. Let you see, first of all, we are in this together. We are in this together. Just like God has a special purpose for me, he has a special purpose for you. We're all in the race. And it begins with Jesus. And so maybe that's where you need to start. Maybe you need to take that step of faith and says, you know what? I haven't received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and, and I want to know more about him, and I want to surrender my life to him. Because I do know that I'm in a race, and I'm tired. But I want to be racing for Jesus, not for myself. It takes first for you to understand that we need a Savior. You need a Savior. And it just comes to surrendering Him. If that's you today, come as we have this altar call. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.